After this message from Anka, we'll talk about the upcoming Major League Baseball season, also take a look at the NHL and NBA restart, and talk a little bit about high school sports, right after this message. Thanks for joining this East Main Sports Podcast today as uh, it's about that time. It took a while, but the uh, Major League Baseball season is going to get underway this Thursday with a doubleheader, and then the rest of the teams will get, in that, get into action on Friday. Uh, my name is Mark Callen. I've got uh, Jeff Hoke and Chris Lester with me, um, guys. It's been, a, it's been a long wait, but we're finally getting back to sports, aren't we, guys? Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, it's exciting. Um having baseball back and, and uh, the other sports here shortly to follow as well. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> given I work for a sports morning show, it's going to be a very uh, refreshing thing to see uh, things other than Asian baseball and stuff from across the ocean for sports coming up here soon. Yeah, no doubt. So we've seen some of uh, what they're going to do here in baseball in those games you were talking about, Jeff, uh, you know, with the, with the no fans, the, Broadcast is not always being at the at the uh, stadium. I know I know the Red Sox crew even for the home games because they're trying to protect Remy, which is a good good idea because he's obviously high risk with this. Um, they they're they're doing all their games um, from the Nesson Nesson studio. The good news is it's going to be a, a three man uh, crew the whole time, and and uh, with Remy and Eckersley and O'Brien, uh, th- that makes it a lot better. Um, but it's going to, I mean, that aspect with no fans is going to be different. The aspect of how they're going to do the broadcast um, is going to be interesting. Um, you know, Jeff, how weird do you think it'd be? I, I know you've been watching probably more of the uh, other games than we have because they're on in the morning and you, you catch them. I've, ca- I've caught some of them, but so how's that, how do you think that's going to look? I think it's going to be a little weird at first for people who aren't used to it. And obviously to the Players, it's going to take some getting used to, but they're going to pump in the crowd noise a little bit, try to get the players comfortable. It'll be a weird feeling seeing empty seats and no one diving for the home run balls, but I think in, I think by the end of it, everyone will be used to it and they'll just enjoy it. Chris, I know you, I know we've seen some of the intra-squad squad games. And it, it looks kind of different, doesn't it? It does. It's almost like being at Fenway for batting practice when there's not many fans in the stadium at all. And, um just weird seeing even the inter-squad games with no fans in the stands at all. It's it's going to take some getting used to, but I think overall the fans will be happy at least to have the games back. Unfortunately, you know, as I was saying earlier, it does affect some of the broadcasts. I know, uh, I mean, the only thing good about watching Orioles broadcast usually are the top-notch announcers they have, and they've kind of changed things around there, I guess, you know, with Gary Thorne being a little bit older and all that. So um, it's going to be different, some of these broadcasts. But, yeah, looking forward to it. It's better than, better than what we had the last four months. Very true, yes. <laughs> um, let's, let's start off with, um, like, previewing a little bit of the divisions, and then we'll go on to our predictions. I'm um, Also, at the end of this, um, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA and uh, NHL uh, kind of gearing up for the end of their season and uh, playoff run there. So they, they're going to get right at it probably about a week after the uh, after baseball starts. So uh, first, let's say, we're kind of going to go backwards because uh, American League East is the most interesting to all of us 
here around this area. But let's start off with the uh, National League West. And, you know, obviously on paper, the Dodgers are favored. Um, you know, they, you know, they know they lost price um, this year. They've got Mookie bats for 60 games, um, you know, and on paper, they're the favorite, but I, I think the Padres, I think they're one of the teams with this 60, 60 game thing might, might, they might favor them. I mean, they got a lot of good young pitching, good bullpen, and obviously um, Tatis in, um, uh, they got a, a strong nucleus there um, with their lineup. Um, you know, and I, I think obviously the bottom three, I think will be the Rockies, uh, Diamondbacks and Giants. Although the Diamondbacks do have uh, Madison Bumgarner. So if they can, they can stay in the race, which I think most teams can <laughs> into September this year, um, they could be dangerous with that. One of the top, you know, pit, clutch pitches um, on their team. So, um, you know, Start with you, Chris. What do you see in in uh, that division, and any any surprises you you think uh, that could maybe be a sleepers? Yeah, I think um, like you just uh, got done saying, I think Arizona and San Diego are both uh, uh, improved this year, and uh, I could see them giving the Dodgers a run for the division, definitely. Yeah. Especially in the sixty game format, I think any team in any division is going to have a chance at that. Um, yeah. maybe yeah, except right. the Orioles, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> but Arizona and San Diego definitely well improved, but you know, LA's got, uh, uh, Mookie Betts, like you said, for 60 games. And uh, I know David Price opted out, but, uh, I think their pitching will be all right. And, uh, uh, should be a pretty good division. Uh, like I said, with only 60 games, um, anything can happen, Mark. Yeah. And we've all seen that 60 game stretch, a great team can play poorly. And, you know, a team that's, doesn't have as much talent on paper can step up. I mean, it, last year the, uh, through 50 games, the Nationals were 19 and 31, and they end up winning the World Series. So, um, you know, one bad stretch. You, you know, these games. Uh, you know, again, we've been talking. You know, it's going to be different and all that, but it's really going to be interesting because everybody's in it at the end of July, and the trade deadline is August 31st, and most likely every team will still be in it. So, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, I don't think. You know, we're getting off subject here a little bit, but I, I don't think, you know, an asterisk belongs beside it because everybody's playing by the same rules and um, all that. I mean, somebody hits 450, then, yeah, you need an asterisk beside that because they're not playing by the same rules as Ted Williams did or, or a lot of these other guys that won batting titles. But um, back to the topic at hand, Jeff, what do you what do you think about the National League West? I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be a very interesting division. Obviously, I um, the Dodgers are the lead runner there, and they will be for years to come. But like Mark's, Mark said, I mean, the Padres are up and coming. They have young, they have very young players coming up. Look for Mackenzie Gore to possibly do some damage this year. They have Fernando Tatis, and they, they, they just have a great nucleus that I think once they get together and in this 60-game stretch, I think they could give the Dodgers a run for their money. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, let's move on to the National League Central, where um, I think on paper the Reds are the favorites. I mean, they they added Mustakis. Um, they they've got a solid lineup, and they got the best. I think the best dot in rotation, maybe in all of baseball, um, right up there with you know a few other teams. But um, I think they're the favorite. I think I think the Cardinals. They're always in the mix. They got pitching that's good enough to to stay right in contention all the whole 60 games. And, um, you know, the Brewers got a strong bullpen, and I think the bullpens are going to be even more crucial in a, in a season like this, especially the first like, three weeks, three or four weeks, pitchers aren't going to be going seven, eight innings. I mean, they don't much anyway, but 
hardly anybody will the you know, first three, four weeks. So I think the bullpens are going to be even more important than usual. And the Brewers could stay in it because of that. Um, I think the Cubs, uh, you know, they got the potential because they got some, you know, solid veterans and, uh, and everything. I think the Pirates are definitely the, the weak link in that division. Um, no, but again, if they start off 15 and five or whatever, then, then, then they're in contention this year. You know, we're a normal 162 game season of 15 and five, wouldn't really matter that much, but Jeff, what do you see when you look at the uh, National League Central? I see a very good team coming from the Reds, like you said this year. Uh, great starting pitching, great lineup from front to back. Um, I think the I think between the Brewers and the Cardinals, either one of those teams are going to make give the Reds a run for their money this year. Uh, if you look at the Cardinals, they have they still have Paul Goldschmidt, they have Jack Flaherty, maybe without Jordan Hicks this year, but. I, I think they can subdue without him, but overall, I think both the Brewers and the Cardinals, and if the Brewers can stay healthy, I know well, like Josh Hader has been injured uh, here every now and then last year, and Christian Yelich is coming off an injury as well. I think uh, all three of those teams will be right in it, but I think the Cubs are going to take a big step back this year. Rookie manager David Ross, and obviously the Pirates, I don't think is going to be a big struggle for them this year as well. Chris, what do you what do you think about the National League Central? Um, I think one through four. I think honestly, no particular order at all. But the Reds, Brewers, Cardinals, and Cubs. I think any of those teams right there, the top four. I think any of those four could win the division. And uh, like you said, the Reds look like the best team on paper, but games aren't played on paper, Mark. No doubt about that. Uh, let's go to the National League East, where. Um, Let's talk, I mean, obviously, the defending champions come from that division. And um, I'd say, just like uh, we talked about before, you said 19, you know, as cold as they did last year, um, going to have a new champion this year. So very important for the Nationals and every team pretty much to stay, stay, you know, start strong, you know, and that's not always easy with the starting pitching, maybe not being ready like they would be after a regular spring training. But uh, one team I look at in that division is the Mets. Um, the uh, DH coming to the National League benefits them more than it does anybody. Cespedes will be ready, and he'll get to play every day now. And he's back. You know, he's missed a whole year and a half or whatever. But I think he could be in for a big year. And they did lose Syndergaard, but, you know, they still have a top three rotation of DeGrom, Strowman, and uh, Porcello. And that's not too shabby uh, right there. Um, the, the Braves added Cole Hamels, which he maybe can replace Dallas uh, Keuchel. Um, they, they lost him. Uh, White Sox got him. But – I don't know if the Braves have enough starting pitching to uh, to stay in the mix there, but um, we'll, we'll see. And I, I think the I think the Phillies um, could benefit from this whole uh, short season too, because um, you know obviously led by Bryce Harper, but they got they got some uh, some pieces there that they can contend. Um, Marlins, I don't expect the Marlins to contend, but they're not they're not a bad. The young players aren't horrible, and uh, you know they're capable of going through a hot stretch to to at least stay in it. So be interest, interesting division. Um, I like the top four, kind of like Chris said about the uh, Central. Uh, I think, you know, the Mets, Nationals, Braves, and Phillies all could be in that mix right till that last weekend of the season. Uh, what do you say, Chris? Chris? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. Yeah. The phone was going off there for a second. Um, but, yeah, I agree, agree with you on that. And no particular order, again, I think the top four uh, are the teams you mentioned. I don't think – I don't think – the Marlins uh, will stay in it, but 
Um, really, uh, you know, disappointed in the Phillies last year. I, I really felt like they had a strong team and like to see how they bounce back in a short abbreviated season this year, Mark. But obviously, uh, defending champion Nationals, um, they're loaded, from, you know, from top to bottom. I, I think they're probably the favorite. But like I said, any four of them teams that I mentioned uh, uh, could definitely win the division. What do you say, Jeff? I agree with both of you. I, I am very intrigued by the Phillies, though, because they have a veteran manager coming in this year in Joe Girardi, who has done a fan, who did a fantastic job with the Yankees, as much as I hate to say it, obviously, because being a Red Sox fan. But I think they're going to be a team to keep an eye on. I don't know how well they're going to do, actually. But I'm with you guys at the Nationals, uh, Atlanta, and the Mets are, in no particular order, are going to be the top three. Yeah, uh, definitely there. Uh, uh, let's go on to the American League and start with the West, um, where the uh, most disliked team in uh, baseball <laughs> plays. Um, they, they, they're going to benefit in a different way from the 60-game season. They, first of all, can't brawl. So that's, uh, that's one thing <laughs> on. The fans aren't there to uh, get all of the case. So um, in that way, that's going to help them. I mean, they still got a strong lineup, and they still got, you know, uh, Grinky and uh, Verlander at the top of the, top of the rotation. So despite losing Cole, they do have the pieces. It's going to be interesting, though, because, yes, they can't can't fight, but that might not really – I mean, because they're the ones who get hit by the pitch, so they're the ones who can't charge them out. So, um, you know, again, but they're on paper, they are the favorite in that division. Uh, we'll see if that's who I pick to win the division. But uh, um, I, I, think, I think they do benefit from this – this whole thing where there's no fans, um, you know, as I said, other teams benefit because they might not have a strongest team and they can, you know, do well, you know, you know, get around that 60 game schedule. But I think they do, they benefit in a different way. But um, I think the A's, they're always in the mix. They're kind of like, uh, you know, the, you know, in a 162 game season, they're always in the mix. People don't know why, how sometimes, but I mean, they have three players that got MVP votes last year. So they, they got a kind of a deep lineup and, uh, you know, don't look past them. Um, the Angels, you know, obviously, I mean, they're kind of wasting one of the best careers in the history of baseball right now. I mean, what, you got Trout, got four MVPs and three runners up or something like that. You know, he's been first or second like seven or eight times or whatever already. And they're kind of wasting that. And, yes, they got Rendon this year, but – um, that pitching will still struggle. I mean, hopefully for their sake, Otani is ready to contribute. That would be good for them. And uh, obviously, Trout's a big question if he's even going to be around long-term because uh, this year, uh, not long-term, but long this, the rest of this year because his wife's due in August. And uh, obviously, he might leave then because he's got that, got that uh, he's able to do that. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. And, uh, you know, the Rangers, they got a new stadium. I think they, they, they're the ones that, you know, they're hurt by this because uh, obviously they, they're – a lot of excitement about the new stadium and the fans had a lot of excitement. And I, I think the Mariners are, are going to be uh, pretty weak, but um, Jeff, what do you say about the American league West? I agree with you uh, with the bottom two Mariners and Rangers are just going to struggle this year um, with everything going on. The angels, uh, like you said, with Mike Trout, you just don't know what he's going to be able to do this year. If he's even going to be there. And Otani uh, is such a wild card that you don't know. Uh, he's just coming off of a Tommy John surgery, and he's kind of an up-in-the-air kind of guy right now. The A's, I always have the A's in it just like you. Bob Melvin is just somehow always keeps that team in uh, contention, and they, they just have a great team. And the Astros, obviously, um, are the Astros. They have Dusty Baker this year, who is a well-known uh, manager who I think can help this lineup a little bit more. 
Um, whether or not how well they do, uh, we'll find that out in a few minutes. But I, I think it's going to be a very interesting division. Yeah, I think so too. What do you what do you think about that uh, that division, uh, Chris? I totally agree with everything you guys said. Um, I think the um, Astros on paper are the are the favorite there. Um, you know, uh, no trash can banging in the dugouts this year, I don't believe. Um, so that will take away an advantage there. But uh, no, I think Oakland and uh, the Angels as well. I think Otani is probably going to take a step back this year, especially coming off that surgery, like Jeff said. Not a regular spring training, really. It was kind of messed up where everything got shut down there back in March. So I expect Otani to struggle in that pitching staff to struggle. Trout, obviously going to, you know, he's going to have some big hits and, uh, and some big games, but I, I don't think they have the pitching to stay in it. Um, Oakland somehow, like you said, they, they always seem to stay in it. So no particular order. Again, I like the Astros in the, in the uh, athletics in that division in Texas and Seattle at the bottom. Let's go to the uh, American League uh, Central where the Twins were pretty loaded last year, and then they added Josh, Josh Donaldson to the mix, um, which just, just makes them a uh, heck of a lot better. Uh, Donaldson's, uh, you know, clutch. He's a gritty player, and uh, he'll, he'll help them a lot with some key hits. Um, the White Sox, they added, added Dallas Keuchel. I mean, I don't know if I would trust their young pitches quite yet, but they, they did add Keuchel, which is a big, big uh, piece there. The Indians, um, you know, I don't really expect a lot, but when you got the best manager in baseball running, running the ship, you never know, because um, Terry Francona, I say, is still the best manager in the game. Um, Royals and Tigers, uh, you know, I expect them to struggle, but I do think the Royals have the capability um, to, to stay in it if they, you know, obviously it depends how they start, but um, they got some uh, young pieces there that, that could surprise. But, um, you know, on paper, they, Royals and Tigers out of the bottom two in that division. What do you say, Chris? Yeah, same as you, Mark. I, I really like Minnesota a lot in that division. And uh, like you said about Chicago, Adam Keuchel, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. But they got some good young players there, as we know. And, and of course, Francona there being in Cleveland, uh, they're always going to be in it with, with a manager like that. So, and I agree with you on the, um, on the KC Detroit, the probably bottom of the division there in the uh, central. Who's that, Jeff? I, between the Twins and the White Sox, I think is going to be a very interesting race as to who wins not quite sure the Indians I think are going to take a step back this year though I think you're gonna honestly I think they're gonna struggle and I think you're gonna see uh Francisco Lindor type player be traded away at the trade deadline as for the Tigers and Royals uh still up and coming it's amazing how the Royals have fallen since uh that 2015 season but overall it, it it's not it's not as interesting of a division but that Twins and White Sox one, uh, however you want to put it, I think is going to probably be the most in, one of the most interesting races in in all of MLB this year. It could, it could be, and um, you mentioned Lindor. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect a lot of trades um, with the August thirty first deadline, as most teams will be still be in it. But that is one name that that could be possibly be out there around that time to um, teams to be looking at. So that could be interesting. Uh, let's let's go to the American League East, where um, obviously. Um, <laughs> The two teams, I would say, obviously, most people like and care about the Red Sox, and most everybody else likes and cares about the Yankees. So those two teams in that division. But I would say the best team on paper, it, the Rays are loaded, really. I mean, if you look at their <laughs> look at their roster, they they are absolutely loaded. And um, yeah, we we all look at the Red Sox and Yankees all the time. But um, as I said, 
the bullpen is loaded. They're, they got a good lineup. They're starting rotation. I mean, I wouldn't really count on the top three health-wise but in the rotation. But um, with that bullpen, as I said earlier, the, the bullpen is going to be key in a season like this, um, you know, especially early on. And the Rays do have a dynamite bullpen, and the 60-game season could work to their advantage. Um, the Red Sox, obviously, on paper, the starting pitching doesn't look good at all, and it, and it looks worse until – Erod gets back also, so which shouldn't be long, but um, so that is going to hurt him though because yeah, he might be back in a week or two, but then he's going to build up like the other guys. Um, Evaldi, I, I think will, I think this helps him the 60 game season because you know he can be he can air it all out, and you know I think he could be very good. I mean, what, what probably get 12 starts during a regular season like this, and I think he could be good. Um, the Yankees, um, the break. The not playing at the start, the normal start time, kind of helped them because if you look at it, if they started on time, probably Judge, Stanton, Paxton, and Hicks all wouldn't have, all would have missed time, and now they're all going to be back. So um, I do think um, Severino being out for the season might hurt them, and um, Hicks, um, what is he like, the first player ever to not miss a game after getting uh, Tommy John surgery? So uh, he'll, yeah, be, he'll, he'll be he'll be back, but uh, there's a lot of pressure there on uh, Paxton though. I mean, he's coming back from injury and he's in the final year of his contract. Um, we'll see what he can do. He's actually the number two now probably. So um, could be interesting there. I mean, talk about the Red Sox starting pitching being weak. I, I think the Yankees starting pitching is pretty, pretty weak overall too. So it could, could be some long, uh, the usual long games when the Red Sox Yankees play, play could happen, but um, Blue Jays, um, where are they play? Uh, I guess they're looking at PNC Park right now. And, uh, you know, obviously Buffalo's been a talk, but I think they're looking at a major league park. But, um, you know, this 60-game season could benefit them too. What obviously could hurt them is not knowing right now where they're going to play and, you know, being on the road, you know, in hotels for the whole the whole time. So that could, that could be a hurt them. Um, obviously, I don't think any of us expect a lot from the Orioles, but again, you know, the 16th season, you know, that's, that anything could happen, but um, I would expect them to be at the bottom um, with the top four being, you know, it, you know, particularly, you know, Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, Yankees, and some kind of order we'll talk about later. But um, Jeff, what do you say about that division? With, it, it's tough to say because like you said, the Red Sox are really, their the lineup is good, but their starting rotation is iffy right now until at least Eduardo Rodriguez comes back. I look at the Yankees because the Yankees, you got Garrett Cole and you got James Paxson. Like you said, they're kind of a weak uh, starting five. You look at Mashiro Tanaka, who just got drilled by a line drive from Stanton just not even a month ago. You're wondering if he's going to be able to come back fully healthy and be able to pitch uh, the same way again. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think, is going to give you a, a race to the finish, as usual. That's just the way they are. And then the Blue Jays and Orioles, I think they're just going to be at the bottom bottom of the uh, division. I obviously, I think the Orioles are going to be the worst in the division, but I think I think it's going to be right there. Chris, well, <clears throat> I think it's the same usual three suspects we always talk about. You know, Yankees, uh, Rays, and Red Sox, they're in some somewhat are there in the top three. Um, I do like the Rays pitching, uh, obviously. Uh, Glass now, I, I think he's going to have a, a good good comeback after, uh, you know, missing time with injury last year. He was 6-1 and one last year with a 178 ERA and just 12 starts. So um, I think he's going to come back strong. I think he's a Cy Young candidate. And, uh, yeah, I like uh, – 
I like Tampa Bay, New York, and Boston there, some, some particular order there in the top three. So another piece that I uh, saw somebody mention was uh, how, how cool would it be, uh, you know, with the Blue Jays, uh, how cool would it be to uh, close down McCoy Stadium uh, in Pawtucket, put the Blue Jays there and place the major league team, shut it down? That would be neat. <laughs> that would be, that would be uh that would be cool but we'll see I, as i said i think they're looking they're trying to get into a major league stadium uh whether it be in pittsburgh or wherever or put them at fenway it doesn't matter i guess no no fans so it's not like it's gonna <laughs> you know matter at this point but yeah it would be cool right though. what a cool what a cool way that would be though to shut down mccoy though yeah definitely definitely um now let's go uh let's go on to uh predictions um i will go First, with the National League West, and here's my order. I, I'm going to pick a surprise here. I'm going to pick Padres to win it. I'm going to pick Dodgers second as a wildcard team. Um, Rockies, Diamondbacks, and Giants in that order to, to uh, finish that division. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Dodgers, Arizona, San Diego, Colorado, and San Francisco. I think you're being sarcastic on the limb, right? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> uh, um, Jeff? Um, I'm going to go with the Dodgers, uh, the Padres as a wild card team, the D-backs, the Rockies, and then the Giants. Okay. Uh, Jeff, why don't you start in the National League Central? So, National League Central, I have the Reds, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Cubs, and then the Pirates, finishing with a 26-34 and 34 record for the Pirates. And that's going to be last? That's actually not – yeah, that's not horrible. I mean, it's not great. Yeah, no. But... <laughs> I, I think it's, gonna, it's it's not great, but I think it's going to be one of those divisions where you're going to fight till the end, but it's just not going to be enough. Yeah. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I'll repeat what Jeff just said. Cincinnati, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. Okay, I got a little bit different. I got uh, Cardinals singing. I got Reds, Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, and Pirates there. Um, National League. East, and if you got any wildcard teams here, just throw those in on the division picks. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I got uh, Washington, Atlanta, Philadelphia, the Mets, and Miami. Wildcard picks in there? No, my wildcard in the National League, I had Cincinnati over Arizona. Cincinnati over Arizona. Okay. Um, my picks in the National League East, uh, Mets, Nationals, Braves, Phillies, Marlins, where the Nationals will be the wildcard team, and they'll play the Dodgers, and the Nationals will beat the Dodgers. But um, what, uh, what about you, uh, Jeff? I'm going to go a little technical here. I have a three-way tie for first. Um, <laughs> I, I have the Nationals, Atlanta, and the Mets. That's what's so fun about this is that you can go three-way ties on this. Uh, but I'm going to go – but the way I'm going to set it up is I'm going to go Nationals and the Mets as the wildcard team, and they will play the Padres – I'm going to take the uh, Padres over the Mets. And then I'm going to take Atlanta, Phillies, and the Marlins. Okay. All right. Well, let's go with the uh, playoffs in the uh, National League. I will uh, I'll go the uh, uh, Wildcat, as I said, Nationals over the uh, Dodgers. And then, then the uh, Nationals uh, will play – the uh, top team in the National League, which will be the Reds, and the Reds will beat the Nationals, and the Mets and Padres would play, and the Mets would beat them. And what did I just say? Mets. <laughs> and then the uh, in the National League uh, Championship Series, the 
uh, Mets over the uh, Reds. Oh. Uh, so the Mets okay. would be in the World Series in the okay. National League. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Uh, I'm just going to jump right to the Championship Series because I did not go that deep into my uh, thoughts. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Reds over the Dodgers in the uh, NLCS. So you got the Reds over the Dodgers in the uh, um, NLCS. And uh, what do you say, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to jump right to my NLCS too as well. Um, I had the same pick. I had Cincinnati over the LA Dodgers. Crap, I thought it was the only one. Oh. So we all <laughs> we all have the Reds making the NLCS, and you guys have the Reds winning, and I have the Mets win. So that's uh, that's how we vary vary there. Um, now we'll go, we'll go into the American League. We'll start with the West, and uh, I have the A's winning that division. Uh, A's first, Astros second, Angels third, Rangers and Mariners to uh, finish off that division. What do you say, Chris? Yeah, I got Houston, Oakland, Angels, Texas, and Seattle. Okay, uh, Jeff? Uh, I have the Astros, the A's, the Angels, the Mariners, and the Rangers. And, yeah, yeah, that's it. Can't add any teams to the division. No, I was like, I I couldn't remember if there's a wild card team in there or not, but there's not. Uh, uh, Jeff, the uh, American League Central? I have the Twins. The White Sox as a wild card team, the Indians, the Tigers, and the Royals. Okay. I have the Twins, the White Sox, Indians, Royals, and Tigers. Um, Chris? I have Minnesota, Cleveland as a wild card, Chicago, KC, and Detroit. So we're pretty similar there. We're a little different in one, two, and three, but we all have the Twins winning the division. American League East, and we can start with you, Chris. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay after much thought about pitching. I think that's the most important thing in this division. It always has been. Tampa Bay, then New York, then Boston, Toronto, Baltimore. Hey, Jeff? Well, I am going to go the Yankees, and then the Red Sox as a wild card team, and then the Red <laughs> and then the Red Sox topping the White Sox as uh, in the wild card game. I'll then take Tampa Bay, the Blue Jays. Have... What? Yep, sorry. I had the Yankees as a wild card there too, Mark. Yankees as a wild card in that division. Okay. And I'll have the Orioles finishing with the worst record once again with 20 and 40. Yeah, 20. They sometimes don't win that in 90 games. So. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> um, uh, I picked the Rays to win the division. I picked the Red Sox in second and the Yankees in third. And those two teams are going to play in the wild card. That's going to be fun, huh, guys? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, uh, Blue, Jays, Blue Jays and uh, Orioles to cap off the uh, division. Um, I'll start off as, again, I said the Red Sox over the, uh, over the Yankees uh, to uh, in the wild card. The Twins will have the best record, so the Red Sox will have to beat the uh, Twins in the uh, – in that um, series there, because that's who they'll have to play. And then the other division winners are the uh, Rays and A's. Uh, Rays are going to beat the, uh, they're going to beat the A's. And then, uh, unfortunately, I'd like to be wrong on this. The uh, Rays are going to defeat the uh, the uh, home team, the Sox, and the ALCS. What about you? Wow. I am going to go with, the ALCS with the Red Sox over the Twins. I'm going to go a little bit of a throwback in the World Series with the Reds and the Red Sox. 
There you go. What what do you what do you about you and the AL uh, Chris? I got the Yankees over Minnesota in the wild card game. Then I got Houston over the Yankees and Tampa Bay over Cleveland in the ALDS. ALCS, I got Tampa Bay going back to the World Series since 2008. They're going to defeat the Astros. Ooh. There you go. I have uh, – uh, yeah, that's what I had too. But uh, what, uh, um, what, what about the, uh, the World Series? I, I will go with the uh, Rays over the Mets in the uh, World Series. What about you, uh, Chris? I'm going Rays over the Reds. Be the first appearance in the World Series for the Reds since 1990 when they were part of the NL West. And Sea Dogs manager Joe Oliver was on that team too. Um, the uh, that's Jeff, right, he was. Jeff, what about you? I'm gonna take the Reds over the Red Sox. Oh, geez, it's just like 75, huh? Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Christian, <laughs> uh, Christian Vasquez. No calls it's best to try to bail us out this time. <laughs> yeah, no, not this time. No, no. fists no, no fist, no fist to try to bail us out this time. Well, it didn't work last no. time. That didn't work last time either. Maybe Vasquez will hit the ball. No. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, that's, uh, that's uh, it for, the, uh, for baseball. Let's go on to the uh, NHL real quick, and uh, I'm going to throw that over to you guys. Uh, uh, how's this uh, – start with you, Jeff. How's this uh, impact the uh, Bruins? It, it it's tough to say how it impacts the Bruins only because just the way uh, the seating is set up, you're going to do a kind of like a round robin tournament for uh, who gets one, two, three, and four. I guess you could say that home uh, home ice advantage doesn't really matter due to that they're playing in Toronto, but you would still like to get one of those top two seeds given the fact for who you're going to play. For me, I don't think it affects the Bruins much. They always, they always play well regardless. Uh, my, my question is, uh, will David Pasternak be healthy enough to play that first game on August 2nd? I know he's been uh, quarantined for 14 days due to uh, being uh, exposed to the coronavirus, possibly. So the question is, is he going to be ready enough for that opening uh, uh, skate? Chris, same question to you. Yeah, I, I you know, I believe this uh, – you know, this, this wait to have the NHL come back is actually going to benefit the Bruins, especially guys like uh, Zidane Ochara, um, who's 42 years old out there skating. So I think a, a good break like that. I, I don't think the, the playing round is really that important for the Bruins as far as seeding goes because all the games are played in Toronto. So I say, you know, make sure these guys are healthy. Get ready, you know, when the, when the, when the real playoffs start after the playing round and um, I think the Bruins are going to be quite okay. I, obviously, they had the best record in the NHL and most points, and they're going to be just fine. Pasternak's been unbelievable this year. I mean, tied Ovechkin for the most goals on the year. So I think as long as he's healthy and some of these other guys are rested up, I think the Bruins are going to be just fine. So, Chris, my question for you is, uh, you look at, we look at the, uh, uh, the number one overall pick this year is going to go to a team, one of the eight teams that get eliminated um, in the first round, who do you think is going to get that uh, lucky number one pick? Oh, geez. Wow. That's a tough question. Um, yeah, wow. That's a, anyone but Montreal. That's a real tough that. question because I, yeah, anybody but Montreal. Maybe somebody like Carolina. Somebody like yep. that. Yeah. Because the, the number yeah. one overall so. pick is a very good player. Uh, his, na- uh, his name's Alexis, and he's very, very good. We do not want him near the Montreal Canadiens, that is for sure. 
definitely. And I think this this restart with you know with the Canadians actually being in it now because of everything else, it's uh, you know that's a scary team to have to face, even though they struggled on the regular season. I agree. Yes. And yeah. and usually in a normal hockey season, uh, seeding means less than it does in other sports anyway, right? So so I mean, it basically yeah. stays healthy and hopefully get a hot goaltender. Speaking of the goaltender, is Rask all set? <laughs> I think so. I no, hope so. Isn't he out? Uh, I think he's yeah, just he's been, out right now. He's been battling a little bit of an injury, but I think yeah. he'll be fine. Uh, even if he's not fine, yeah. you still have a decent backup goalie in Yaroslav Halak. So I think either either Halak way you is, look at Halak. Yeah, Halak is really good. So yeah, I'm 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 almost more uh, at times uh, depending on how Rast bounces back, but. Uh, a lot of times, I'm more confident in Halak than I am Rask a lot of the time. So. Yeah. Just like other sports, though, playoffs is a whole different thing. So Exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah but, uh, it is. Something we forgot to do in baseball real quick. Let's do uh, uh, predictions on uh, uh, Cy Young and MVP. I can go first if you want. I don't know if you guys have these ready. But the, um, I do. In National League, I'm going to – I do. In National League, I'm going to have uh, Bauer as uh, Cy Young. And Mustakis as MVP. In the American League, I'm going to have Charlie Morton as Cy Young and Verdugo as MVP. Oh, okay. Chris? Nice, nice. Yeah, I got uh, Bauer, actually, in the uh, NL as a Cy Young. <laughs> and I got Juan Soto from Washington as the MVP, coming back from a 34 home run, 110 RBI season last year. And in the AL, I'm going to take Devers as the MVP. And I'm going to take Tyler Glasnow from Tampa Bay as the signing on. Well, we both have the Rays pitcher, and, and we both have Red Sox uh, players MVP. There you go. Uh, Jeff? Look at that. I have a Red Sox player as the MVP as well. I have, the, I have Raphael, Raphael Devers as the MVP. Um, I also have Garrett Cole as the Cy Young winner. And I, I'll just go a little bit deeper. I'll take uh, uh, Luis Robert as the rookie of the year and also uh, manager of the year to Rick Renteria of the White Sox. Um, for the MVP in the National League, I think it's going to be Christian Yelich. I think you're going to see Jack Flaherty of the Cardinals get the Cy Young Award this year. Uh, and Mackenzie Gore and uh, the Padres will get rookie of the year and manager of the year will go to the Reds' David Bell. You go. And uh, speaking of Jack Flaherty, he's one of the better followers on Twitter, too. So um, Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. So um, let's jump over. We're jumping around here, but let's jump over to the uh, <laughs> NBA now. And uh, I think as for the East, I think uh, I, I think this could benefit the Celtics. I mean, I think the Bucks are probably still the, the favorite. Um, you know, there's Philly, Philly's tough. You know, it's, it's not going to be easy, but uh, I think the, the break and, uh, you know, if the Celtics, you know, play like they can, uh, this could benefit them. And, uh, um, I do think it's going to help a veteran team like the Lakers. Um, you know, I know they did lose Rondo and they've lost a few pieces that not coming back, but I just think with LeBron and, and Davis, I think, I think the, the only way they wouldn't, I mean, they, they're going to be that good because of the break. And I think that's going to help them. But um, Jeff, how do you think this uh, will impact the Celtics and uh, maybe the uh, rest of the league a little bit? Well, obviously, we've seen the impact on the Nets. The Nets have lost pretty much half their team at this point. And honestly, I don't even know how far they're going to make it into the eight games they have to play. But um, as for the Celtics, it'd be interesting because they have such a young team that I think they can, with the restart, I think they're going to be fully uh, re replenished and ready to go. They'll have Gordon Hayward back. 
Uh, hopefully they'll have a healthy Campbell Walker. I know he's been dealing with his knee injury, uh, uh, nagging still. And I think they can put up with the Bucks. Um, the Bucks, you're looking at it like they really only have one or two good players. Um, you have Eric Bledsoe's out now. So, and as for the Lakers, um, I agree with you. I think I think this restart's going to help them a lot, uh, especially with an aging LeBron and a uh, nagging injury with uh, Anthony Davis. Chris, uh, same thing. What, what, how do you think it's going to affect the Celtics? Um, place um, how they doing this in the East play, Eastern Conference playoffs and uh, overall in the NBA. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I thought the Celtics were really starting to gel before everything uh, happened with coronavirus there back in March and. Uh, can we say anything more good about Jason Tatum, the way he's played? <laughs> um, if Tatum can play the same way um, when this gets restarted, I give the Celtics a fair shot to uh, to come out of the East. I, I, I believe it's I believe it's Milwaukee, Toronto, and Boston. I won't even yep. put Philadelphia in there. I just won't. Yep. Um, I believe it's Milwaukee, Toronto, or Boston. And in and, and the West, geez, I mean, how can you – not pick the Lakers. I mean, how can you not pick the Lakers to win at all? Actually, it's Anthony Davis is kind of banged up. I know Rondo's out for six to eight weeks, but LeBron, after a four month break, watch out. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, let's maybe uh go finish this up. Maybe just a thoughts on everything that's you know not much has been going on, but everything that's going to be going on, and uh, you know everything uh, here. Let let's talk about. Talk about the um, what what league do you think out of the Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, NFL, maybe has the best chance and what has the least chance of finishing? I've kind of changed my mindset on this. We talked about it maybe last week on online there, but I've actually changed my mind. I think baseball has the best chance of finishing only because it's going to take more to cancel them than it is the other leagues. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, a team could have eight guys that have it, and they're that's not going to close down the baseball. I don't know what we, I don't know what will close down baseball, to be honest with you. I mean, think about it back in March when the NBA canceled and major league baseball canceled, they were still playing spring training games after they announced the cancellation, you know, so it's going to take a lot. I mean, I'm not saying they can't because obviously it just takes one team. The Royals decide to go out on the town and uh, for a night that could, that, you know, they have 30 guys, you know, get it or whatever that, that could do it, but it's going to take a lot. I mean, NBA, if one of those playoff teams have a thing like the Nets have had, you know, they're not going to, they're going to be hard to continue. I know they're in a bubble, but uh, that bubble only can contain them so, so long. I think the NHL has a pretty good chance because I think their players will take it more seriously. And also obviously with what Canada did to the Blue Jays, they're, they're taking it a lot more seriously than we are too. So I think they got a decent shot. I think the NFL might be the longest shot of them all to get through the whole season I, 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 or any of the season I, I I just with the um I don't know if you guys heard the Raiders owner there says he doesn't even know if they they're going to start or will play at all this year and and uh you know a lot of players is talking now that you know how they don't have they don't really have a plan so I mean at this time that could change a month from now I mean they might have a plan and and you know have something but um they're I think they're the longest shot I think uh you know baseball and hockey I think are the best to uh, uh, set up to play and finish right now. And uh, uh, what do you say, Jeff? I agree with you. Um, the only thing I will say is I think the NBA honestly has more of a long shot to uh, finish their season only because of what I've been hearing down the bubble. A lot of them aren't really <laughs> following the rules right now. 
we've seen quite a bit of uh, people leaving campus to get food and all that stuff. I would say the best shot is the NHL. Uh, and I think it's a close it's a close race with the MLB because I agree with you. I think it's going to take a lot to cancel the MLB. As for NHL, I, I like their setup and how they're in Canada. And Canada is just being very strict with everything right now. And I think if anyone is going to get through this, it's going to be the NHL. And like you said, the players are more serious. They want to be able to play. They want to be able to finish the season. Um, but I, I would go NHL, the MLB, the NFL, then the NBA. Yeah, I think you're right about the NBA. And I think, you know, a lot of these teams that are even in the playoffs in the NBA, like, okay, this is like the LeBron invitation. I mean, you heard – um, you know, players a couple of weeks, you know, before they even went there that they didn't want to go. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I think you're right. And, and they don't, a lot of them don't, I mean, you got to think about it this way too. Uh, the NHL and NBA, their players have already received their money because they get paid for the regular season. So if they don't think they get a chance for the playoffs and they know that, I mean, to win in the playoffs and they know they're overall healthy and worst case scenario is they, you know, for that in their mind is that they get sick for a little while and then they're going to be okay they're going to go about the normal lives and that, that that's going to hurt, you know, again, I think in the NHL, it is different because if you're eight seed, you still got a decent, decent shot, which you don't have in the NBA, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that, that's the trouble there. But um, I do think a lot of the NFL, if, if major league baseball can't make it through, then if L does not have a chance, I don't think, you know, you know what I mean? Cause that's a lot of the same formula, uh, you know, that they're going to use. And uh, you know, there's not a lot of confidence coming and also in the NFL, um, I heard that even if they just play one game and they don't play anymore, the players get paid the whole 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 thing. So the the owners in the NFL are going to be very careful on if they don't think they have much of a chance to finish on even starting that. So that's that's a big thing in the NFL. But what do you, what do you say, Chris? Well, I think the NBA. I mean, what are you going to do really if if a team gets sick like New Jersey or Brooklyn did with the Nets? I mean. What are you going to do if a playoff team gets that many guys sick? Uh, I mean, are you going to – what do you do to say, oh, well, that, that team's out. I put another team in. Like, what – I mean, that's going to be it. NBA – I don't think the NBA has uh, – like Jeff said, a lot of people are breaking the rules already. I, I can't see that. I can't see them getting through down there with that bubble. I'd say that, that the NBA and the NFL have the least chance of starting or finishing a season this year. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Um, we'll see what happens there. Let's wrap it up, and guys. I just wanted to. I just want to add it too. I was kind of talking to you about it the other day, but I wanted just for the listeners. Um, they're bringing the crazy idea about flag football for college, big time college football this year. I just think that's crazy. Yeah, that's how much they that's that's how much they want their money. <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, um, yeah. but that's also going to turn a lot of people away and they're not going to have be able to fill up those stadiums anyways, even with that. I know they got big TV contracts, but yeah, I agree with that. That's silly. Um, yeah. Let's talk, let's just finish yeah. up by talking um, what we cover the most is high school sports and kind of what's, I mean, I'll tell you what my gauge is on it and then you guys can go. I mean, I, I think as long as there's school in the classroom, which it looks like it's headed that way, there's going to be some kind of sports this fall. I'm not quite sure what it might be baseball and softball and, and track, you know, it could be that, or, and it could be football moved to spring or whatnot. I think there's very, I, I don't think there's great a chance for football, but 
um, playing this this uh, fall, but we'll we'll see. But I do think if there is kids in the classroom come early September, that there will be sports this fall. Um, what do you think, Jeff? I agree with you. Um, it, it really depends on what aspect you're looking at. Um, I know my alma mater, PCHS, they are uh, they have custom masks for all all teams uh field hockey has their own masks um soccer has their own masks um track well and all that stuff so it really depends on what you're looking at and how and i know david utterback uh brewers ad talked about possibly switching the sports around like like you said baseball and softball in the um fall and i, I think that could work out the only the only thing that's up in the air for me right now is football uh high school football and if you're even going to be able to play that this year um, it might be just too much of a risk to play uh, something like that with uh, everything going on. But I think, like you said, as long as the kids are in the classroom, which I think we are going trending that way, and I think Maine's going to be one of the first uh, states that you're going to see uh, classroom uh, work start up again, um, I think you're going to see uh, as many sports as they can get. And Yeah, I mean, and, and as I said, um, you know, if you move the higher risk uh, sports to uh, spring, you know, maybe, hopefully, a lot of things have changed by then. I mean, hopefully, there's a, we'll see. I mean, but hopefully there's a vaccine by early in the year. You know, that will obviously make people feel a lot more comfortable. And we'll see what happens from there. But what do you say, Chris? Well, I was going to say the same thing as you, Mark. And my prediction would be, you know, with in-classroom, you know, teaching and everything. If the kids go back to school, I, I, I see baseball and softball happening this fall. I really do. Um, the fear, um, even talking to a few people in my area here, um, the fear though is moving football to the spring is if things aren't better by then, that's two sports years in a row those kids are going to miss. So I know that's part of the fear too, Mark. Right. But the one thing is too, at least it won't be, I mean, we don't want any, we don't want them to miss anything, but the spring sports like baseball and softball is the ones who missed last year. Um, you, you know, I mean, that, that part would, I mean, I would, some, some kids only play baseball, or softball, or track or whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever sports that happen in that time of year. So at least it would be different sports, which doesn't make it better, but it does for those kids that would actually miss those two sports two years in a row. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's the point though is to, you know, at least get something in the fall and we'll see how we're doing in the spring. And hopefully we don't have to, they don't have to cancel anything, but if they do, um, you know, then we'll see where we're at then. But I mean, hopefully we're better by then. Hopefully we can. I can, I can tell you that. I could tell you though, you know, despite having a horrible 2020 um, so far, I mean, look at all the things that might happen positively in 2021. It's exciting to think about. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, we, we um, you know, there's obviously going to be better times ahead, uh, you know, and uh, um, for in real life, in sports, I mean, this not having school and sports affects the kids in many ways here that, you know, and hopefully, hopefully they can get back to the classroom and, you know, 2021, looking forward to it. I mean, hopefully we can, you know, have a season here. We, we got big things here coming up for Eastern Maine sports. So, you know, going to be starting to um, broadcast, uh, hopefully this fall, but at least by this winter. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, that, that's going to be exciting. And, uh, you know, just overall, I think, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of positive things to look, look at, look at. And, you know, uh, as for baseball, I've been to a baseball game this summer I've, and I've seen a few 
they're playing down here in Dexter, one of the main elite teams. Yeah. And it looks normal. Everything, everything you know, they can make baseball seem and, uh, normal, you know, yeah. and, and uh, you they, know, and that's, that's. Can. Yeah, I was, uh, I've been doing the Old Town Little League too, uh, up to an Old Town Little League game. I'm trying to, trying to fit in an Old Town Little League game once or twice a week. So um, you can read those recaps, of course, on the website. But um, everything looked normal. I mean, uh, the, the kids, I believe, were wearing masks and, and the fans were out beyond the outfield fence. But other than that, it was, it was baseball. So. Yep. Yep. So that's you know, as as we said, kind of baseball and softball, they can they can make as normal as possible, which will be, uh, I mean, it'd be a lot easier. I mean, I hope they can play soccer and football, but um, it's gonna be tough for those contact sports to um, you know, you know, to get to get out there. But anyway, guys, I mean, it's been good to get back and talking about sports that are gonna be happening, and uh, been a long time. I, I know we've had some good interviews on uh, on our um, you know. The podcast we had uh jackson coots recently who's uh signed with the washington nationals john mm -hmm. solomon uh, head coach of uh, uh holton uh, he was named football coach and uh jason uh, coleman who uh main augusta uh men's uh basketball name you mean augusta's men's basketball coach all those interviews can be heard on eastermainsports.com uh, right now uh right now we got um interviews i mean uh the top athlete voting going on and a lot of votes coming in for that and then we're up to the second round so the winners of these matchups will go into the sweet 16 that's just a fun contest we're doing but um looking forward to everything aren't you guys yes i am very much yeah i am i am too yeah i uh can you just give me i know a lot of people out there probably you know that listen to this the biggest thing in our area is high school basketball what's your gauge this coming winter on that mark well i think uh I mean, I, my gauge right now is if the kids are still in the classroom, they're going to be, there's going to be basketball, I think. And I think what we're going to provide and what other outlets provide is going to be even more important than ever with the broadcast, because I think that's going to be needed. I think, I think there's going to be less people at the games and I don't, there might even be a limit on how many people can go to the games. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think what, as I said, what we provide, what, um, what Jeff's station uh provides 92.9 what HOU provides I think I think all these outlets are going to be even more important to uh to the whole community I think and and I think that's good that we're we're going to be starting up that and um like I said the, all these other outlets provide it too I think more important than ever and uh, to to uh to have that going and uh I, I do think yeah. that I do think if as again as long as the kids are still still in school and there could be other stuff that happened as we know things changed quickly here recently that there will be sports this winter and uh, some kind of basketball where I mean there might be more limitations for us where we can really get, hope yeah oh, yeah absolutely I really hope I really I really hope that the, that us and the fans can be at the cross insurance center in February because missing the basketball tournament would be that would be crushing for us yeah. and, and look fans. at right it would be and look at look at it this way um, you know, there's some states who didn't get to finish their basketball tournament because they're later in March. So, uh, you know, fortunate that, you know, um, we're, we're, I think we're the, I think Maine was the only one in New England that finished their basketball tournament. I, I don't know that for sure, but I believe that's the case. So, you know, got to got to look at the positive there that we got through the 2021. I mean, it was a great, great year for Eastern Maine sports and, you know, it was a great basketball tournament. And, uh, you know, so hopefully we can do that again in 2020. 2020 2021 season will get underway as normal but um, yeah and uh jeff you got your uh show every every morning and uh people can find that on what 92.9 and online right yeah uh 92.9 the ticket uh we the app uh just hit listen live we're on every morning from uh six to eight uh 
starting Friday, we'll be off from uh, this Friday to uh, the Friday after. So we'll be back on August 3rd and we'll be packed full with Boston sports because that night before will be the Celtics, the Bruins and the Red Sox all playing on that same day. So make sure you listen in for all your highlights right there on 929 Ticket with Wayne Harvey and I. Yeah. And you know, I just joking around with you, but you know, sports start and you leave, you know, it's kind of, I know it's, <laughs> it's usually how it goes. There was that one week we took off a month ago when uh, everything, all the NFL news dropped right on, right on that week. So it's, you know, it'd be nice to take a little bit of a week off and go full blown right into August um, and, you know, really get the meat of the seasons in and hopefully uh, have a lasting, uh, lasting uh, sports season that won't be covering the Asian baseball circuit as much as I love Asian baseball. It'd be time to change something up here soon. All right. Lastly, final thoughts, Chris, anything? Uh, not really. I just, uh, it's been uh, really, really hard and difficult without, without any sports. Uh, I mean, I've been watching uh, cornhole tournaments on ESPN and NASCAR and just trying to, trying to get something to feed that, that sports appetite, I guess. And uh, like I always say, I'd much rather watch Jeff Oak and Anthony Delmonico play ping pong right now just to get hey. sports in. I can watch, could... watch some Russian beach <laughs> soccer. I mean, we we talked about that today. I think I could be a, a, I think I could be a cornhole pro. Hey, I cornhole. You could be. You could be. Yeah, yeah. I I'm think not you bad. could be. I'm not bad. No. Chris, you see, Chris, you see. No, me. no. There, the, those cornhole. Games yeah, I've seen you do it. I've seen you do intense. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's crazy, man, that those guys do that for doing these tournaments and stuff for all this money for some stupid drinking backyard game. It's just crazy. <laughs> Hey, they make money off of it, so that's all that matters. Any final thoughts, yep. Jeffrey? Um, just very excited for the sports to be back, and hopefully they uh, stick around for a while. And, you know, as for the NFL, uh, hopefully they get something straight here soon because I know rookies reported to a lot of camps today. So let's hope, uh, let's hope for the best there and, you know, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy this nice stretch of weather, even though it is 90 degrees, uh, feels like 97 in hot and humid but hopefully that will change around soon all right guys well thank you and thank you for listening and uh hopefully maybe we'll be back on if uh you know in a month or so if uh, one of the local teams make the finals the celtics or the bruins if they're still playing yep. you know what maybe we can do this again and we can start doing this more on a regular basis if uh high school sports start up too and uh which would be good sounds good to me all right thank you guys have a good one you too Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please follow Easter Main Sports on Facebook at Easter Main Sports, at Instagram at Easter Main Sports, and at Twitter at Easton ME Sports.